Welcome to the More Than Just Dumbbells podcast. My name is Jason Lindsay. And my name is Kitty Truax. Co-host. Co- co- what were co- you going to call I, me? Co-host Kitty Truax, co-host Jason Lindsay. <laughs> well, there's more than one host here. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Maybe, maybe we should change it, it up. It takes two. Maybe we should change it up. You can be the host. That lessens duties for me, like in theory, and I'll just be like the sidekick or whatever. I don't know. You'll be my Robin. That's fine. Do I have to dress like that? No. No, you don't have to. Not if you don't want to. But why wouldn't you? So the by the time people listen to this podcast, Halloween's going to be in the rearview mirror. Thanks for listening, by the way. Thanks for being here. But it is coming up in a couple of days. Sure is. And you, is it every year? Drag it up with Prince? Is that the... Not every year. You Most don't? years. Most years. Really? Not every year. There's years you don't go as Prince? Yeah. What, do you, what, what would you... There's years I've been as Stevie Nicks instead. Queen Witch. Stevie There's... Nicks? Oh, yeah. I've gone as Stevie Nicks. How, full witch gear. How do you make that obvious? Oh, did she dress as a witch? I don't well, know. I mean, full boho gear, you know, oh, pretty uh, much like yeah. the gypsy. What, any... <laughs> Isn't that a song? Yeah. What? So we have we have a topic today, but before we do the topic, before we tackle the topic and what is the topic today the topic today is intermittent fasting versus intuitive eating okay so and when you say intuitive eating is because does it have to be a versus can we just not, what does intuitive versus, eating mean? Uh, intuitive eating is utilizing your intuition or your inner gut knowing okay of gotcha. what feels good in the moment like it 100 percent like sure. this topic and it's a hot topic absolutely and because intermittent fasting is all the rage right now isn't it is it yeah, I think it used it to be is. keto, now it's intermittent fasting. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it is. So we're going to get to that, but we got a My Story. Uh, yes, we, we got do. got a My Story first. Okay, talk to me. Yeah, you ready? So this one is from, uh, is this, this isn't far from us. It's from Fargo. Todd from Fargo. You ever been to Fargo? Yes. You've Please don't f- make me talk about it. Oh, bad experience? Oh, very much so. Why? I got a, a driving under the influence in Fargo. Okay. All right. So yeah. that, okay. You're learning a lot about me today. Boy, we got we got poke my got a, something, and we got DWI in Fargo. I did. So how old were you? Twenty two or twenty three. So it was. So what year would that have been? Goodness, twenty six, seven, 20, eight, uh, two thousand eight, twenty thirteen. No, twenty twelve, ish. Okay. Yeah. So you were uh, married. Not yet. No. Were you with your husband? No, actually, it was before then. I started dating him 2011, so maybe 2008, 2000, nope, 2011, it would have been, because it was right before he and I started well, that's dating. that's 10 years ago. Yeah. So you were 25. Yep. Ish. Okay. Well, no reason I ask is because, I mean, you know, it, it happens to a lot of people, but it's more understandable, in my opinion, if it happens at 25 than at 45. At 45, it's like, what are you doing? You know? Sure. I mean, especially now. Yes. In t- 2021. Every year, it's got... I graduated high school in 1991. You could drive around my hometown in 1991 as a 17, 18-year-old drunk, and the cop would not arrest you. Not wow. kidding. Now you'd be thrown in jail probably for the rest of your life. And what, what is the cop like, hey, I uh, warning. Get home. Yeah, Get home safely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. I won't tell your parents. That kind of stuff. That was sm- the small town not thing. Like, that's real. That sounds, that sounds like a, an urban legend. Exa- yeah. It, no, it happened. <laughs> sure does. Now, if you were, I'm guessing if I was... If I was, and I never would have done this, but if somebody was hammered driving down Main Street and plowed into a parked car, maybe different story. But no, it was pretty much just you know kids, boys being boys. But you got one in Fargo. Did you deserve it? Well, you always deserve it. But like, was it? Uh, you know, it was a a cat that was actually waiting. It was his very first DUI, so he was rookie style. Can't couldn't wait to give one out. 
And I turned into the middle lane of a one-way okay. instead of the closest lane yeah. of a one-way sure. within walking distance of my hotel. Oh, that sucks. Well, but and so what were you? What was the nature? Were you? Were you, were you about? Uh, it was, was after it? a band gig. Yeah. Had a couple drinks. Yeah, yeah. Obviously walked out. He watched me get into the car and just followed me pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You learn your lesson. Sure you move did. on. So sure okay, did. you don't like Fargo, but Todd from Fargo. I don't drink now. Todd because of it. Oh yeah. Okay. Todd, <laughs> not, I understand. No, no judgment. Todd from Fargo. I bought some power blocks right at the start of COVID, and canceled my gym membership. Speaking of that, blog post. Uh, blog post, indeed. I had always been a gym goer, but my attendance was never perfect. I had to carve out an hour or so to go to the gym, and that made it challenging. Now, during the, pande- during the pandemic, working from home, I would simply walk downstairs, crank up the tunes, and mess around with the blocks. <laughs> That's how you I love it. I am down 18 pounds and looking pretty good. Thanks for making such an awesome piece of equipment. Bingo, bango. I That's what we're talking about. Thanks, my, Fargo. my story at powerblock.com. That's where you'd email yes. that, right? Cool. Get a hold of us. Let us know any benefits or any cool things that have happened to you. Or how did you get your power blocks? How'd you find them? Who told you about them? Uh, Tell well, us the story. When I, start, when I started the podcast, they gave me power blocks. No, so... It, oh, you weren't asking me. No, I wasn't so, asking you, no, Jason. The, uh, here's the deal, Kitty. Well, here's the question I have for sure. you. Sure. Please do ask. What can, what's considered fasting? Six hours, eight hours, 12 hours, 100 Sounds hours? Sounds like 12 hours or more to to most <sighs> of the outlets I've seen. Okay. Uh, there's many different types of fasting. There's like the 16-8 rule where it's you can only eat from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Like you only have an eight-hour window. You have 16 hours off, eight on that you can eat. Okay. There's the eat-stop-eat where apparently you go one to two days not eating anything for over 24 hours. Okay. That's fast. Then there's also the restriction of 500 calories for two days a week. These, and these are just some of them that I found. Uh, yeah. But, so, you know, okay. what I'm seeing here is restriction. And what, what, is the, what is the purpose for this? Why would somebody do any kind of fasting, whether it's well, anyone that you suggested or any other one out there? A digestive reset uh, to get your metabolism rebooted in essence. Right uh, to get your metabolism more flexible, they call it me- metabolic inflexibility. Uh, when you have cravings right. and you have, you know, you're stuck to a certain routine, your belly just knows what you're going to eat and when you're going to eat it. Okay, okay. So, so fasting would be to maybe hopefully change that, or uh, it's so okay. But don't you think most people do it? Because they want to lose some pounds? Correct. That's, I mean, that's why it's so big, of course. So people are like, I want to lose weight. Caloric restriction? Caloric restriction, which is exactly, you know, to me is like a diet. Yeah. Intermittent fasting is a diet for caloric restriction. So I have, yeah. I only, I have a little bit to offer on this from an opinion standpoint, and then it's going to be pretty much you. So here's what, here's what I, I'll say. I think that there might be something to the fact that if you go back, to caveman or you know not lo- not long ago in our in, in primitive homo era state, sure yeah where we would uh go to bed at the sundown it would be 12 hours or whatever it was we'd get up we'd have to go find food so i think there's something to this 12 to 14 hours where maybe that's smart like in other words eat at 6 p.m as an example, yes. It, depending on what time you get up. So okay. in, my ca- in my case, six p.m. Yep. I'm in sleeping by nine, and I'm up between five and six a.m. And I don't eat until seven. So I'm probably thirteen hours almost every single day. I dig it. There, there you go. go. So yeah. you're an intermittent faster I, without I, even trying. Without even trying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. And, and occasionally, but not often, 
because I think the problem people will have that I've been able to, I think, be successful at most of the time is I won't have that 8 o'clock snack. I'll eat at 6, I go to bed, I'm in bed to read at 8 o'clock, fall asleep at 9, 9.30. Okay. But I think, I think my, quite honestly, one of our topics we're going to record later is sleep. There's a, there's yes. kind of a connection here. Sure. I, I, it works for me to make sure, it, to, if, if I make sure I'm getting eight, nine hours, then I'm less likely to eat. Wow. Because I'm in bed. I'm sleeping. Well, and that's your structure. Those are your own yes. personal parameters. Right. Right. To make sure that you don't overeat. Yes. And you also get enough sleep. Yeah. Brilliant. But so. I'm not, but I just don't see any, anything in, and I'd have to read a study. It'd have to be something in the literature. Sure. That would show that a reset or a, a, a 72 hour, I just, to me, it just seems like you're, I, I remember experts saying, well, your body goes into starvation mode then if you don't eat for three days. I mean, you'll, that person still, those people still that. exist. Yep, I've heard that before. So now, well. now you'll store fat. Yep. So I've also heard that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've wanted to poke some holes in this intermittent fasting as well. You know, it's like, if you're going to tell me that I can't eat at a certain time, because yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't tell you what you can eat. It's yeah. just telling you when. Yeah. But it, with normal human behavior, yeah. if you tell them you can't do it, my inner rebel goes on yeah. overdrive and is like, don't you tell me what I can't eat or whatever. And all of a sudden you find me binge, binge face, gorge head. Yeah. I, I've, I'm such a smart ass. I was about to say something inappropriate, but I like this. This is good. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm the same way. Smart in fact, ass. in fact, now I have to, you know, I have to make sure that I don't overthink this, what I'm doing. I'm accidentally doing something that I would never well, and I'm glad you actually said that. Listen to somebody that. tell me that. I'm glad you yeah, said that, I should that, never Jason. eat after 6 o'clock. I've heard that before. I've been in the fitness industry for 25 years. I've heard everything. I mean, I've heard all kinds of weird I'm stuff. Sure. yeah. But that one seems to be a fairly common one out there, whether it's a, a medical doctor or a nutritionist or dietitian, that where, hey, it's probably in your best interest not to be eating. After until, a certain time, yeah. Right, or but but I've also I've also heard that be debunked, like a read an article that where that's debunked. So yeah, you it, can find anything you're looking for now. Well, sure, you know, in ways, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it, well, unfortunately, just look at the political system in this country. Well, I mean, I'm actually you, glad you, you said confirmation bias. I'm you glad you said something about okay. Well, I this is how I naturally work. This is my natural routine. So does that mean that I'm intermittent fasting? Yeah, right. Well, it's it's kind of actually taking what people probably already do. Right. Yeah. For example, I have a client that was when we first started was like I only eat once a day. I was like, okay, well, let's take that and instead of thinking of it as a negative or what have you, let's flip it and intermittent fasting is kind of giving you a structure yeah. to to live by. Yeah. Like you said, all right, well, if I eat at six and I know that I'm intermittent fasting, I'm not going to have that snack at eight yeah. because now I, that's my structure. Yeah. you Kind of gives an int intention to so, it. So, right. And, and if I, there was a time in my life where I would eat... I, I'm guessing my last meal was the dinner might have been later. I had a different schedule, so maybe it was eight o'clock at night. I don't know, but I would go to sleep and I wouldn't eat again till lunch. I was a breakfast skipper, sort of, most of my much of my life, my younger life. And it wasn't until I started eating breakfast every morning that I was able to maintain my weight, lose weight, and maintain it. Oh, so breakfast was the thing that did for, it for you? For me, it was. Sure. And I'm careful to say that that's not that not people listening shouldn't go. Well, shit, I'll do that then. I don't know, but here's why. It, for me, I it made it made me not eat a foot long at lunch at Subway. Got I it. could do a six inch because I'd had four strips of bacon and three eggs, which really is about six five hundred calories. Yep, not even a lot. It, really good, cal great protein, yummy, too, yummy. By the way, at great, seven a.m. Mm -hmm. And so at lunch, I wasn't just starving. And you know, but I have friends, and and I 
and I'm thinking of one guy in particular, and I don't know if he still does it. You know, I haven't talked to him in a lot of years, but he was that one that one meal or almost maybe he'd nibble on something at lunch. But he was a one meal a day guy. But well, I. I think what he would do is he would have a six inch. At, at, he's a bigger guy too, so his six inch sandwich at lunch was really you know the equivalent to somebody having a snack, and then he'd go home and just eat. I if you counted up Cringy the calories, binge-y? I bet it was two thousand for dinner. Okay, I mean I, I'm just guessing. I've seen him eat dinner. It's just it you know just it's a lot of food. Right. Makes, the big Ooh. dinner thing. So I was always anti that, but I also grew up with with a mother who. We she made she made she wasn't the greatest cook and I'm not ripping her she did pretty good she better did the best she could and she, but I I ate like you know I grew up in a small town in sure. Minnesota Minnesota and I'd have a pork chop and I would have a vegetable and a potato and that was you know sounds typical and that's yeah, what yeah. I ate and there was no dessert never had dessert they they were uh, I don't know if it was a financial thing or if it was a health thing. But I've just never been a, a you know a food guy or a, a dessert guy. A dessert, a sugar sugar cat. You're yeah, a and so guy? so where I'm going with this, is I grew up without eating a lot of processed food. Okay, ate some, and, and without eating a lot of sugar, and so I think that helps. But with the fasting, I don't know. Seventy two hours. I got a friend who does uh, who uh, who does like a liquid like a. Ju- I've, I've heard of that as well. Yeah, like a juicing ha- fast. Kind have of? you okay. done a, a fa- I've never done a juicing fast. Any fast? Nope. Not, no, uh, I did. So in 2018, I got really into keto and, and keto turned me so far off of any diet that I have not tried anything since, but intuitive eating is now how I go about it. You know, that, that whole, that whole like keto or, or, uh, paleo, you know, those, those diets, I, I'm just, I'm an anti- well, I can make sure I say this right. I'm an, I'm an anti, I mean, I think everybody should be, I mean, I'm an anti-temporary diet guy, right? Sure. Well, why can't you just eat the way you're supposed to a eat temporary the rest of your fix. life? Yeah. And I, but the exception would be if you do have, uh, whether it's 20 or 30 or some significant amount of weight that you want to lose, if that, if you need that for a kickstart, I'm not going to say don't do it, but hope you understand that, you know, when it's done, you got to go back. We need to work it, on a lifestyle rather than go. a Band-Aid. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And Man Alive did Keto. It screwed up my body, my whole composition. Yeah, really? Metabol- absolutely. Screwed up my metabolism. Did you, and you probably lost some color in your face. I lost color. I lost, I was not, there was no, I had no no curves. I lost all of my fat. <laughs> it was, it was, it was kind, kind of scary actually. Really? Yeah. How long did you do it for? Um, well, it, you know, obviously as, as a coach and everyone's asking me about it, I wanted to do it so I could come from a place of being educated about it, of course, and speaking from experience, I did it for maybe six months. Jesus. And so, <sighs> yeah. So my, a friend of mine's mom, who's, she's like 70 now. So this, but this goes back like 10 years when she started. I don't know if she still does, but it would be, it would be a hundred pounds she'd weigh because she'd do keto or paleo or whatever they call it, something like that. Okay. Atkins, I don't, they're all the same kind of, right? In ways different it, in for, others, yeah. For six months or whatever it took and she'd weigh nothing. And then you'd see her in a year and she was 200 pounds. That's, that's my family right there. And I'm like, okay, that, that can't be good. Yep. Why don't you just Atkins, weigh 160 sugar. the, Atkins, the sugar. rest of your life? That was the roller coaster. Yeah. Yes. I, so, I, you know, I, thankfully I've never had that, but, I, but a lot of people do and they, they yo-yo. So I don't know. I guess, you know, to kind of go back to the, the fasting is, I, I guess I need to learn more on, on, on anything beyond 12, 13, 14 hours. Okay. Uh, I, I think that there's some, uh, have you ever heard of Dr. Amy Shaw? No, but I'd like to learn more. We should probably get her on the podcast. The, my fear with getting her on the podcast, she's super nice. She's super smart. She speaks really well. How do you well. know about her? Because I've listened to her on some podcasts. Take it. Okay, great. <laughs> she, awesome. 
she knows that, her stuff. I might disagree with her. She's a medical doctor. Well, I'm just, I mean, because that makes good radio, Jason. Well, I, does it? Controversy. She, I, she, I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't want to risk offending her. Sure. Because when I've heard her on podcasts, and I'm probably just not listening, maybe to the whole thing, but I know just because you're a medical doctor doesn't mean you. Sh- that doesn't give you immunity from not citing uh, studies. Ah. You just you just you have to you can't just say this is uh, you should this is a good idea. Well, I, I need to know you need to back that yeah, up. Yeah, tell me, tell, show me the evidence. Just kind because of a you deal. think it got is. Got it. Got it. So anyway, oh, all right. Who do you feel before we get into intuitive eating? Who do you think should not be doing intermittent fasting? Like if you're listening and you're like, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. Maybe I want to jumpstart, you know, detox, whatever that looks like. Who do you feel should not? be doing any inter- intermittent fasting keep in mind this this is not coming from a nutritionist dietitian or a uh expert, you know anybody no from expert. a therapist standpoint uh i would say anybody who is eating shitty shouldn't do it oh i get get your get your processed food figured out get your whole get learn start if you're eating learn to eat the foods you should be eating even if you're overeating them if that makes sense got it okay how well, about you start there? Okay. How about you stop drinking Pepsi every day? I was thinking more like uh, people that have diabetes probably shouldn't do intermittent fasting. People that are taking prescriptions that need food along with them yeah, shouldn't sure. do intermittent fasting. Yeah. Also, people that have already occurring eating disorders. Well, um, yeah. Okay. And also yeah. athletes. Very active athletes should not be doing intermittent fasting. Yeah, I, and, and I and I don't I don't take this the wrong way, but that that seems obvious to me. Yes, but I was I was thinking about like if you're out there and you've got weight loss, mm-hmm. sixty pound weight loss, forty pound weight loss, uh, how about you get control of of some of that? Because pro- that I can almost guarantee you that person is eating improper foods, a lot of them. So there you go. In large quantity potentially yeah. as well. Okay. So I would just, you know, I, I don't think you should be, if you're going to, if you're going to fast and then, and then eat pop tarts and, in uh, cans of ravioli, I, I don't. I okay. Don't. So let's go into intuitive eating though. Let's all right. So with intermittent fasting, it's more of external things telling you when you can eat, mm, when you can't eat mm, time frames, mm, portions, things mm, like that. Yeah. Intuitive eating is more internal where it's, I'm, I want a donut. Okay, I want a donut. I'm craving a donut. Yeah. I'm not going to eat 47 donuts, but I am going to eat that one donut and I'm really going to enjoy it. And then I'm going to make sure that I give thanks for that donut, right? Be in the moment, savor the experience. Okay. That's intuitive I eating. I forgot that you thanked the donut. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thank the baker who made it. I thank the truck that got it to the gas station, whatever. Are you a teamster? So I, uh, <laughs> I've been watching The Irishman a lot lately. No, okay. Uh, Okay, That's, I don't. I, mean, I don't yeah. thank the cookie, but I get your point. Yeah, the uh, yeah, yeah. I thank the cookie because it it tastes better when I thank it. I mean, it's just a better mindset. And that's what intuitive eating is. It's more of a mindset. It's more of a perspective rather than a restrictive diet. Do you, is this, is this out loud? This Absolutely, thank, this yeah, yeah. Give me an example. Uh, I'll, I'll eat a dinner for a steak, right? Before I cut into it, I will take a moment and say thank you to the cow. Thank you to the farmer. Thank you to the butcher. And is Ryan saying this too? No. But does he make fun of me for doing it? No. Okay. No, because it actually helps him too. Because he's eating the same freaking cow. <laughs> so all he's got to do is what she said. It's all about intention Take and vibration for me. That's what intuitive eating is. It's all about intention, vibration. And like I said, almost having a, more of a sensual experience, enjoying it. I can't speak to and any spiritual. of that. It's a spiritual can't experience as well. Any of that. Yeah. I, I, I'm not suggesting that I shouldn't maybe consider it, but I'd never in a million years. Have you heard could, of 
intermittent intuitive fasting. That's what it is. Intuitive fasting. It's pretty much the the baby of intermittent fasting and intuitive eating. Explain, please. Intuitive fasting is more flexible. Okay. So it's like you fast when your body feels the need to fast. Okay, I it's like It's really about listening to your body, not listening to a doctor tell you when you can and can't I, You know, I, no, I, and I can listen to that. I, you know, I've always been, today always, I've often been that three meals a day guy. Okay. Uh, which does does possibly fly in the face of the evolution of the caveman you know, they did have the, the fasting overnight because they didn't get up and eat right away in the morning. They probably had to go find their food, forage or hunt. I dig it. But they also probably didn't eat at four-hour intervals. Right, right. Because they didn't have watches or clocks, <laughs> number one. And number two, they might not have the food to eat. You know, so it was kind of a gorge thing. But I, I but I also will argue that we've evolved. I mean, evolution yes. doesn't need to, you know, just... We don't need to gorge, and right. we also don't need to watch the sun. So I just for me so I, I I like the I like the thought process mm-hmm. and for me it would probably be more on the weekends of I'm not yeah I just ate breakfast it's now at 7 a.m. now it's noon I'm not hungry um then don't eat but I but I but I but then there's that part of me that says what's worked for me mm. for years has been and there is plenty of books out there research that say eat at this time, eat every X amount Keep the hours. fire burning, yes. And the metabolism eat your 1,800 rolling. calories yeah. or 2,000 or whatever it is. Sure. And I've, I've kind of always used that. And maybe that works for me. Maybe it doesn't work for somebody else. But yeah. The thing, okay. So the thing that I really enjoy about intuitive eating that I read up on was where intermittent fasting and, and all of those, like you said, eat every three hours, 1,800 to 2,000 calories. That's creating a different relationship with food, a restrictive one, one that can harbor guilt or shame, resentment, anger, whatever. Intuitive eating is all about really connecting to that food, being present to it, as well as, in a way, developing a better, more healthy relationship to the food. Okay, and I think but we you, all but if you, deserve a better relationship if, with the food we if eat. You, maybe, but if you're trying to, to uh, lose weight, and or trying not to gain weight, you better have some idea of the calories you're putting in your body. I mean, Absolutely. You, can't, you can't ignore that. Yes, but if you're going at it with a different intention, which intuition and intention go hand in hand to me, right? If you're, if you're listening to your body and the way that it feels, if you're craving something and then you give into that craving, you don't have to gorge on it. You can have a small portion, be grateful for that and move on. Well, I, okay, so I, I agree. And like I said, it's changing the synapses. I agree, and it probably comes down to I've never had a problem with the, the opposite. Sure. I just bought cookies at Subway because I went in to get a sandwich mm-hmm. and they had these, it was five ninety nine. this thing of little cookies. They're like this big around. Which like like silver dollars? Yeah. Okay. And there was five five ninety nine down to two ninety nine. I'm like, you know what? I and I Oh, you got a deal, Keep in mind Jason. the hypocrisy about to come out of my mouth because I've always kind of been anti, don't throw sweets in the freaking break room. You know what I mean? Like sure. everybody joining on this bad eating, but I did it. Uh, maybe because in a couple days I got one foot out the door, whatever. But I, I threw them down, and I took three or four. Okay. And that's it. I could eat that whole thing. Yeah. But I've never, I, you know, that's rarely have done that. But I, I don't have maybe quite the the cravings that some people do. Like, cause you make you brought the donut up. Yeah. There's people out there that would be like, man, it's hard for me just to have one. I don't really get that. Okay. One donut's enough for me. One is enough. Yeah. Or kind of like once you pop, you can't stop but, with the Pringle. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Pringles, I can't. I mean, the whole. Did you know that the He's people at salty. Pringles originally were going to make tennis balls? No. So the. Uh, no. You're a nerd. <laughs> but but I I know that's there we you got me the Pringles yeah if you put a can of Pringles right here and I had one 
They'd be gonzo. I th- I th- well, no, but it'd be hard. Okay. I'd have to. I'd have to. I'd have to show appreciation to the. You sure darn would. Sour cream and onion. <laughs> to the style. farmer who yep. planted the potatoes. Yep. yep. <laughs> to the process. To the company that processed it on the conveyor belt and put it into the into the tube, the tennis ball tube. I dig it. Well, intuitive eating. I, I the more that I read up on it, the more that I want to look into it and have it be a part of my routine. Absolutely. Well, so to to close this this segment this this episode. Yes. Give me help me understand a little bit more about intuitive. Give me an example of what a week of intuitive eating may look like, if you can, or a few or week. Okay. For example, you wake up and you immediately check in with your body. Am I hungry? Am I full? Am I dehydrated? Am I thirsty? Uh, what's my energy level? Really, just instead of using your your mind saying, "Oh, I need, I should eat breakfast." Uh, the belief from a long time ago is I should be doing this or this is I'm obligated to do this or yeah, else I'm yeah, screwed up on yeah, my diet. Gotcha. Instead, feeling your way through it. It's literally feeling. How do you feel right now? And going with that. I, I dig it. I, I think you should experiment with it so we can talk about it on the podcast. Absolutely. But I, I'll, I'll just be, I'll disagree with one thing. The thirst thing, I think they've proven that. You don't want to be thirsty. You should always be drinking water. But yes. But I get your point on everything else. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes when you are when you think you're in quotes hungry, it's actually because you're dehydrated and Correct. thirsty as well. Yes. So really kind of digging into mm. what does thirst feel for me? What does hunger feel for me? And using your actual gut knowing and inner knowing. Because in any decision that you make, your body knows the right answer for yeah. you. Yeah. Your body doesn't know the right answer for society, but it knows the right answer for Jason Flapp and Lindsay. Thank you, India. It yeah. does. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is using your intuition, which we all have it. It's kind of our inner compass or guide. Yeah. Right? Your little Jiminy Cricket or what have you to tell you. Am you I hungry? I mean that thing on my shoulder that says you don't need another double ch- that Jameson thing. at the yep. comedy club? Yep, yeah, exactly. That guy. That guy gets drunk a lot. That, <laughs> that little dude. <laughs> so I actually, would you like me? I'm going to actually accept your challenge, Jason. Are you? I'm going to do one full week Boom. of intuitive eating. Hope you do, better, gonna th- come, hope you do better than that than I did gonna at meditation, And I'm going to come back and rock bro, your face off. All right. I dig it. Yeah. How was your meditation going, by Whatever. the way? <laughs> you brought it up. Okay. Well, I'm committing. Thank you to- To our listeners. Thank, thank th- you for being here. Thanks for supporting, subscribing, sharing, downloading, being a part of our squad. We appreciate you. The family. The, the Power Block right. family, yeah. which, by the way, we should probably plug that company. I've heard they're pretty cool. What, they do, they, what do, do they do? Suck. What does Power Block do? Power Block creates adjustable, amazing equipment, yeah. fitness equipment. PowerBlock.com. As well as blogs and podcasts. You're listening to it they right got, now. They got we a got heck, a TikTok. And they got a heck of a marketing department that's doing some cool things with some videos and commercials. That's what I hear. Yeah. Idaho Brown. Yeah. Check that out, Idaho Brown. Yeah, two-thirds of them. Peace out. Later.